Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Monday afternoon, September 13th, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft, winner of Fantasy Leagues. Kyle Soppy produces and researchers and guards our galaxy. I am Eric. Fantasy Focus Baseball, presented by LinkedIn Jobs. What a sports weekend we just had, Tristan. Obviously, football is king, but uh, there's three weeks of baseball left, and we are here to chronicle it for our myriad listeners, see if we can help them win championships. Um, how many championships uh, can you still win, would you say? You have more leagues than I do. I know that. I have four that I can still win, and I would say I've got a decent deal of confidence in at least three of them. Whoa! A decent deal of confidence. Do I do I dare that? Do I dare jinx that I'm? There's one I'm pretty sure is over. <laughs> wow! I'm gonna be a big too. jerk on a Monday. <laughs> you are. That's that's what. But that's good. It's we have this confidence. history. So we have this history in that points league of the team that's second or third telling the first place team, man, you're dominating. You got this in the bag way early on. And it almost always jinxes it. So I've been listening to this now the entire summer and I've got a 520 point lead with two weeks to go. (laughs) And it's hard to make up 200 plus points. That's about how much you can make up in a week in this. It's, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one. (laughs) Yeah. Kyle and I are in a points league where it looks like it's over. The first place team has a 500 point lead. Um, I have two other leagues where, I have a head-to-head league that I barely got the first. Uh, I had the first overall seed in our head-to-head playoffs. I got a buy this week. Um, I have another league where it looks like a top three, and there's a lot of uh, raisins on the line in that league. Um, I don't even know what I need. It's just, every category changes. The 16 teams, and every category changes every like minute. So I have a couple of leagues. My two expert leagues. Um, well, I probably have more than that, but. Labor looks like I'm going to finish second for like the eighth time in 12 years. Cardi's going to win NL Labor, um, which is great. Good for him. He's good at this. Um, tout, I'm not going to win. It looks like Jeff Zimmerman. This is Tout mixed, um, but I'm, you know, third or fourth. How are you doing in the expert leagues? You're not going to win Labor. Hardly. No, yeah. I'm going to finish in the bottom half in both of them. Labor was the one where I was buried in last going for an all-time record for a while, and I built that team up to uh, today I'm in ninth. I actually have a shot to get as high as fifth or sixth it looks like so i'm trying to get every point i can tout i'm having the injuries there in the second half that i had in labor in the first half it you know look it happens you have years like this yeah. by the way you mentioned with the head-to-heads yeah i guess i should say that in the family league my cousin bumped me from the playoffs this past week he you had should a say. dominating out of nowhere week so congrats to my cousin doug this is the six-team <laughs> league or is it a four-team six- league it's a six-team head-to-head NL-only uh, family league. All right, so at least it's NL-only because it's six teams. I mean, that's that's hard to, you know, yeah. hard to No, it's, it's NL-only, so we, right. we've got a li- more limited play, uh, player pool. All right, uh, lots of names to get on today's show, so let's get right to it. What is our lead? I guess our lead is probably the no-hitter from the weekend, Corbin Burns and jo- uh, Josh Hader. And the fact that my favorite part of this is not those guys. It's the fact that Cleveland has been no hit three times this year. And in each game, Zach Plesac started it. So Plesac is starting this week against who that will throw a no hitter against. Ooh. That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to look that one up. By the way, we, we do have to add the extra little note that there was the five no hit innings as well in the following game by Mr. Eric Lauer. So Cleveland has some issues with uh, getting the hits here. Um, Eric Lauer's good now. I know that right? happened. I yeah. saw you wrote about him in your Monday column. And then the three hitters you wrote about two of them on bad teams, but Hey, you know, numbers from bad teams count just as much as the good teams in fantasy. Wow. What are you doing? I love it. 
Zach Plesek's next game comes in New York at Yankee Stadium against Luis Heel. So, Luis Heel, you're getting a no-hitter this week. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no on that. Come My, on, with, man. Really? With, with, with Schwindel-like precision, I'm betting no against that one. <laughs> I think that's probably uh, probably a safe bet. Yep. Um, Corbin Burns, can you make the case for top tier? Now, what is your top tier of starting pitching for next year? Because we should we, not everybody's listened to every show, so we should probably remind them what we think it is. Um, obviously, Garrett Cole's there. Degrom, maybe, maybe not because of injury concerns. Obviously, if they announce he's having Tommy John, which they probably won't, uh, they'll probably lie to us and then tell us you know next March. Um, Bieber, I'd say no. But who is in that top sale? You can make a case, I guess. What's your top tier? I do think Burns is in it at this point. I think Walker Bueller is in it at this point. Uh, Cole, for sure. Who else would actually make that top tier? Let's see that list. Is, uh, I mean, I, I yeah. think there was two Brewers pitchers. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah, Ma- Max Scherzer is. is I, I think Max Scherzer might be my number one pitcher for next year. And you could say that's crazy because Bueller and and uh, and Burns and Cole, but Max Scherzer, if he's still a Dodger, and I think he yeah. will be, because yeah. they're not going to, they can't bring back the suspended guy who made forty million this year and did some bad stuff. Scherzer's coming back to the Dodgers. He's going to go like twenty and three next year with like a two twenty ERA for that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what he's doing now. Can you, I can make a case Scherzer for for Cy Young. Oh, he's that's number one. Case, yeah. He's number one pitcher in fantasy right now. Yeah. I think he is. I think as of today, if we end the season, Max Scherzer's the Cy Young. Has there ever and been a he, Cy Young for two teams? Did Sutcliffe win it that year? I'm trying I don't, to think. He did, yeah. And that was a cross-league one, so I think that wouldn't count on But the, he was like 16-1 and one for the Cubs, so they, he deserved right. it anyway for the— Right. It was earned entirely based on the performance with the Cubs because I, I don't think his numbers in Cleveland were all that great. And you, I think you also have a baseball rule can't transfer across leagues, or at least you couldn't at the time. This is within the same league, two teams. I don't think that's ever happened. I think I remember hearing that at the time of the trade. But yeah, he's up there. He he's certainly up there in that tier. I think it's probably those those five guys that that Cole Woodruff, uh, Burns, Schuler, uh, Scherzer, Schuler. I think right now my number one starting pitcher for next year will be Cole, and then Bueller, Scherzer. I think would be two three for me, and then the two Brewer guys. And I'm trying to think. I mean, Degrom. There's risk, man, of him missing starts. I just don't want to put Degrom in that top tier. I think he'll be ranked like number 10. I feel like it's safe. Is Zach Wheeler around number 10? Robbie Ray probably deserves to be around number 10. Where he um, goes will come into play too. Uh, Lance Lynn, I guess it would be close. Let me ask you, uh, Julio Urias. Where, so this is a tough one, you know, because mm-hmm. I love this guy. And I just said before the show, he's going to beat Scherzer. Well, he's not going to beat Scherzer. In the one game playoff, Adam Wainwright, if the Cardinals make it, I mean, that's going to be fun. Wainwright against the Dodgers, whoever the Dodgers decide to start. So say Wainwright, Wainwright's coming back next year. This is a monster year, and it was a monster 2020, and nobody seems to buy it. Don't we have to rank Adam Wainwright like number 20 among starting pitchers for next year? He's number like eight right now. Or because he's too old, you're going to say, no, I hate him. Do I dare draw the wrath of Adam Wainwright? Because he loves to point out in fantasy when we doubt him. And then, uh, you know. How can we doubt him? Like, this this season is totally it's... legit. If we're going to believe in Robbie Ray, and obviously different strikeout numbers, but if we're going to believe in Robbie Ray coming out of, you know, purgatory for two years, don't we have to believe in Adam Wainwright? I don't care how old Adam Wainwright is. Just like I don't care how old Scherzer is. <laughs> 
40, playing it fully at 40 years old. He's going to play part of it at 41 next year. He's Nelson Cruz. He's the pitching Nelson Cruz. No, Cruz is a better fantasy player. I And sorry to, to Adam Wainwright on this one. I, a big fan of his, but like he, the numbers don't justify us paying the premium to get him next year. I do think he's an absolutely draftable player. We'll put up a very good year. Doesn't go back to what he was before, but the K's still aren't there. He needs to miss bats to the level that that I need to see from the other guys who are in that top 20, and he just doesn't do it. He's sub sub uh, sub eight per nine. Granted, yeah, I think it's his it's his second highest K per nine since twenty thirteen. With you, I, I I'm not saying I'm going to rank him where he's finishing this season on the player rater and in points leagues because he's been top ten. People don't realize how good Adam Wainwright has been, and they don't want to realize, and that's fine. You don't have to. He's old. Hardest volume, but. Wainwright right now is higher on the player radar than Brandon Woodruff, Carlos Rodon. I mean, Lance Lynn. A lot of pretty good starting pitchers. You're waiting the wins. You're waiting the volume. And I think you're doing it too much. What is the ERA for next season? The wins, I guess you could go back to based on being the Cardinals. And he should easily throw another 200 innings. So I'll give you that the, that the volume might be there to repeat this. But top 20, I won't pay the premium. And I'm going to bet you could find 20 guys that you would shoot for the higher ceiling on than him. I bet you're right. Let's move on to the Yankee Mets series, which was a lot of fun. Francisco Lindor blasted uh, three home runs on Sunday night baseball. And um, and then there was some talk back and forth between him and Stanton. Your Yankees are in peril. Blue Jays in the playoffs. I want to see that. Blue Jays scored like a thousand runs this weekend. And they were being no hit in one of those games. And then they scored like 10 runs in the last inning. Um, but Francisco Lindor is very interesting. We've talked about him a bit in recent weeks. But that's a three home run game. If we think that Francisco Lindor can hit 30 home runs next season and steal 15 bases and bat 280, that's a second-round pick. But we're not going to rank him that way, are we? Where are we going to rank Francisco Lindor? That's a very good question that we kind of broached briefly in the previous show. I think the last one. Um, I think he does have the ability to do and meet each of the numbers you said. And in fact, I'd say on raw skill, he could exceed any one of those individual if he wished to, or if the power came together the right way. And I do think he is going to be noticeably better in his second year with the Mets. I think getting adapted to New York, I, I think that's a thing. I really do think that's a thing. Yankees or Mets. And what we're seeing now is something he could build towards next season. The concern I have about it is that if he does play like this and he goes off in September, you will be paying the premium to get him and he will be taken as something like a third round draft pick. And I don't know that I'm there. Are you? No, no, I'm not there. But I mean, he's a very talented player and we know what he's capable of doing. So I don't Mm -hmm. want to say that he can't be a top, a top 20 fantasy option. He can be, but I don't think I want to pay the premium for him. Yeah, we'd rather, we'd rather he slips to fourth or fifth but where who will you who will you rather have next season, Francisco Lindor or Wander Franco? I think that's a fair question. Now Franco's in the news, obviously, because he, he pulled his hamstring in the first inning of a weekend game. He's on the injured list, and he may not play again the rest of the season. He probably comes back next week. He'll be back but, because of the playoffs, but prob- I would presume right. That. But they don't. They they have such a big lead in the in the AL East. So I don't know why they, they have key from. games. They do have key games. They got a lot of Toronto coming up. I think they still have the Yankee series. No, they, have, like, they don't have games. I like, I don't see them losing the division. They've got now, a lot of, but playing those teams, I don't think they're going to just lay down there and they don't want to just give away play. Of, Are uh, you implying that playing Taylor walls means you're laying down? I don't think so. Taylor walls is a problem. He's with fine. You. He's fine. He's, He's just fine. At least. Anyway, would you drop Wander Franco right now? They have a nine-game lead in division. I, I would you drop Franco? You need him in a weekly right now. Do you do it? In a yeah, in a redraft, anything goes. 
this is one of the points I made in the column today is really anything goes. If you need the space, you got to use the space. You got to got to place a premium on that and you need to maximize oh, yeah. every spot. I, I would drop them because they have a nine game lead in the division and a seven game lead for the number one seed in the American League or six game lead or five and a half game lead. It's it's shrinking as, a, as I speak, um, as I do the math. I, I don't see them getting caught. That's a hundred. Tampa Bay is going to win a hundred games. The Detroit. Okay. So they have a Detroit series between the Toronto ones I'm looking at, but you don't take it for granted with six against Toronto in your next 10. I'm it's just... a shame because I wonder Franco was doing so great. He gets on base yeah. every game next um, year though. You said next year's that's an interesting debate. And I, I think I'm going to go in the direction of Roto leans Lindor and points and sabermetric leans Franco. That's interesting. So you have them like basically close. I think so. I think, because right now I would just off the top of my head, I'd throw the number 45 overall and say that's around where I expect them both. Okay. Cause I think on our last show, when I said Franco in the top 50, you scoffed. I think you had him higher than that. You had him in the second round. Oh, I didn't have him in the second round. I had him in like 30s and you had him like 45 to 60. Yeah. So 45 throwing the number um, so start of that. He's tier. not the only guy, important player who got hurt. Um, uh, Jay Cronenworth, this man, this drives me insane. Um, broken finger on a hit by pitch. He was on a fantastic year for San Diego and I really needed him in one of my leagues. And I don't, I think I would drop him. I, I don't know if he's done for the season. It's only three weeks left. San Diego's in trouble here. And they also lost Blake Snell who to be fair, had been pitching very well over the past month. Blake Snell was doing a very nice job over the past month. I don't even yeah. know how they replace him, but how do you, so, like, next season, would you rather draft Blake Snell or Adam Wainwright? Hmm. I, I don't, I, that's a good one, yeah. It's not yeah. It's not Snell for me. I'm just telling you right now. I don't want any part of that. I don't well, – He has upside. He's got off, He's got 200 strikeout upside, but with a 1-5 whip. Off the top of my head, I don't think you're going to have to pay a top 20 starting pitcher premium to get either of those players if I had to do it. I would do it for Snell first, but I anticipate Snell goes in the twenties. I think Wainwright falls in the thirties, maybe forty. And in that case, sign me up because I do think he's made the adjustments to be profit worthy. If he's a middling draft pick, it's I don't think of Wainwright as a building block type. I don't think a Snell is a building block type either, and I'm sure you don't. But the K's aren't they more appealing? They are, but I think Wainwright becomes next year's Kyle Hendricks. How can you not want to draft that? Kyle Hendricks did not have a normal year. Wainwright is having what, the year that Kyle Hendricks was supposed to have, you know, ERA, whip, winning games. So, and Kyle Hendricks went in the, like the 22 to 25 range among starting pitchers this year, I would get, I would guess. I see that for Wainwright. So but, the only quibble I'd have with that comp is that Hendricks did it considerably longer, what you're talking about for one Yeah, year. I'll agree with that. But I don't care because Wainwright did it this year and last year, and he's been around forever. He's I hate using the the standard you know announcer line. He knows how to pitch, but he's figuring he's done doing something right. Yeah. Okay. No, there's no question, I, and and we should celebrate what he did because I do think that those adjustments are sustainable. The point being that I don't think that you looked at Kyle Hendricks coming into this year with those skills and that number of years the same way you're going to Wainwright going into next year. They're not quite the same. No, but I'm I'm disappointed in Kyle Hendricks. He's done it every oh, year, and then I I I've got. I invested everywhere now his last outing was very good but i invested so much in kyle hendricks and i don't have a good era i invested in aaron noah i have a terrible era he, by the way he labored in that outing i watched every pitch of that outing he labored that what you can say it was a good outing he labored in it hendricks did 
Hendricks. Absolutely. One run that over was, six. Okay. And and he he was not pitch efficient in it. I had I have a head to head in which I needed to win, and Dylan Cease. All Dylan Cease needed to do was not get lit up. And in the third inning at Boston, he got lit up. Um, Go figure, by the way, he throws a terrible game. And then the three guys that we know nothing about what to expect in their, well, the two in their first game coming back from the injured list, they both have gems, Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodon. Baseball. Lance Lynn's really good. By the way, are we going to win Duck Frank's window into the Hall of Fame like this year, or do we wait the five-year requisite time period? I'm just wondering. (laughs) How long do we have to? This, this has gone far and beyond story. This has gone far and beyond some stupid prediction I made. But at some point, if he finishes strong the way he's doing now, like where are you, who are you next season? Schwindel is the Cubs first baseman. Aren't you taking him over Josh Bell? Aren't you taking him over CJ Crone? What about Jared Walsh, Reese Hoskins? I mean, at some point we got to say, maybe this guy is good and he's going to do it again next year. I mean, we said he's the next Christian Walker. He looks better than that right now. If we have that promise of him being the first baseman, yeah, you know, I'm I'm really intrigued here based on the contact uh, contact ability that he has. He's shown decent pop, and you and I have both done a lot of digging on him. I could see that case easily over Josh Bell. As a matter of fact, I look at him and I think there's sort of, sort of a fantasy stat valuation. He reminds me of Trey Mancini, where yep, he's not exactly. getting enough credit year over year uh, that'll be yeah we're gonna have to revisit that one in the spring I, that's the perfect comp guy for me it's not josh bell it's mancini it's a guy who mancini i ranked above everybody this year i probably had him around 15 mm-hmm. i don't know if schwindel i'll rank him that high if he finishes like this but he may be he's gonna be top 100 top 200 mm-hmm. not, not top 100 top 200 that's a that's a Reliable right-handed bat, and you know maybe he falls apart next year. Who knows? But I, I anyway. But he's we, got the he's got the ability here that I there's some sustainability in this. I mean, obviously not the batting average, but I don't think that's a no, bad. No, he's not going about three twenty. But I mean, where is he on the player rate? Because that's really all that you know matters. Mm-hmm. He's the number two first baseman on the thirty day player rater at first base. Not Vlad's the only guy ahead of him, and he's got the same player rater value. He's ahead of Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt, and Abreu. Over the last 30 days, Frank Schwindel. So we're not just wasting time because of some stupid prediction I made. And this this has come true. Yeah. He, and he's spe- become a guy you have to roster. And speaking Amazing. of which, I was trying to finagle a few weeks ago before he was really a thing at all. Fred Zinke, who's inevitably going to win Tell Wars NL. A trade here where he wanted uh, Ryan McMahon for me for Tommy Edmund. And I was trying to get Schwindel added in and try to tack on two for twos, three for twos, whichever. He, he wanted no part of it. He's like, I like Schwindel, and here he goes. So When I made uh, the prediction, it was more about Yelich than Schwindel. But, hey, if I'm right, I'm right. I, I, it, it happens so infrequently. I, I it's, it's almost like it's it's almost a lock. The only way, and we said this before the show, that, that that could go back the other direction from the point you said it till the end of the year is if, Schwindel has a Patrick Wisdom kind of cold spell over these next three weeks, and I don't think that's happening. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want Wisdom on your team. They're, right? you want, they're different, very different, very different players. Um, you know what else is different? The only show where Tristan sings a song twice. It is time for him to sing now. It is the combo meals. Hey, it's a combo meal. Do, 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 do. Combo, combo. Do, 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 do. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steal. Do they dance around on the fantasy focus football? I think not. They don't. Confirm. They don't. Kyle, you got it. 
You got to get them started. Come on. Tristan, you're in good graces there. You could go on that show and dance around for some made up statistic, which they made up. Actually, I will, we didn't I make up the combo. Sing, I'll sing all their drops person. They don't need any production. Come on, man. <laughs> we have no production. Nobody can see us in action. <laughs> People don't even know we have a show. By the way, these players are making moves last week. And Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. Oh, uh, a slew, a v- veritable slew of combo meals since our past last show. Javier Baez, Bo Bichette, his fourth of the season. Jazz Chisholm. Look at these middle infielders running wild. <laughs> Cedric Mullins, who's going 30-30, and he's the only guy in baseball to do that. Although I guess Otani can still do it. That's uh, Baez amazing. did it again on Saturday. Nick Gordon, who's not going to be somebody you want in fantasy. And then on Sunday... Look, this guy's one of my favorite players. Brett Phillips, not just because when you Google him laughing, it makes me laugh every time. Yes. He has, he's got the funniest laugh, weirdest laugh. He's a really good player. Like, he's not not picking him up in fantasy. But he's got double digits in home runs and stolen bases. And if you're, in like, in a sim league, his defense in the outfield is fantastic. He's like Gary Maddox out there. So, Brett Phillips, good for you. No, we're not adding you in fantasy. Although, in a deep league. Brett Phillips is going to win yeah. people leagues in a deep league or an AL only. That's a double-digit yeah. season in homers and steals. Just ignore the batting average. What a what a season! That's a guy Good for I, him. That's a guy I scooped up weeks ago in my uh, in labor because I, well, because I had Mike Trout in my outfield, uh, and he put up some pretty surprising numbers. And I I thought he was just going to be a one-way plug-in. He's he's had a much better season than you think he has. By the way, I, I'm gonna I am going to pull you back to one comment there though. Go ahead. That was really dismissive of Nick Gordon. Are you sure on that? I'm not positive yeah. that there's nothing. There's not going to be anything there. You know, I think when I looked at his minor league numbers, okay, I saw a guy who was never, he's not D Gordon, but he's not a guy who I think is going to produce much power. And I don't think last I checked, he was going to walk enough to hit for batting average. And looking at his numbers so far, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see a whole lot. I mean, it's, it's a small sample size, but he's not getting on base. He's not slugging. Could he steal 30 bases in a season? Of course he could. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't have any plate discipline, which he doesn't, he clearly doesn't, and he doesn't have any power, and he clearly doesn't, tell me how he's going to matter. I mean, like, I don't want another, like, even Whit Merrifield has double-digit homers, Marte, Mondesi. You got to hit for some power, or I'm just not interested. And I'm just not interested. So Gordon's... 25, Grant will be 26 next year, so he's starting to run out of a little time. Number five overall pick. Scouts did like him quite a bit there. Did deal with some injuries from last I had checked. At one point, he had missed a good chunk of a season. I look at him, and the first thing I think is, is this the Danny Santana path to fantasy oh, relevance? No power at all. Danny Santana, had, Danny Santana had his moments. Oh, Danny Santana. No, I'm saying Nick Gordon has no power. Danny Santana had a 20 homer season for Texas, didn't he? Yeah, it's, I, I see where you're going, and I agree that I, do, I don't think that on the whole Gordon is going to meet the expectations when he was drafted. But my point is that I think I think there's going to be a Danny, Danny Santana year here where Nick Gordon is a thing, and then we're going to be, do we get too far ahead of ourselves on that? And, and, and I'll remind this conversation the other direction then. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to come up with comps here based on who's running. All right. I mean, because if you don't have a 300 on base, you shouldn't be playing. Right. But and I don't think I, that's coming. I don't think that's coming either. Like, there's no Jonathan VR here. There's no power. Um, no Chisholm. Miles Straw? I mean, Straw takes a walk. No, we're wasting time. Nick Gordon, there's nothing they, there. 
David Dahl-ish, but Dahl was no. a little more power and less steals. I'm I'm just trying to think from the left. This is Billy Hamilton. This is Billy Hamilton. He's no, not he's, get on base. he's got more power than that. He is. He's got two home runs. He's got considerably more power, raw power, the ability, the raw ability than Billy Hamilton. I could not be less interested, but you know, prove me wrong. Closer carousel time. Time to sing again. It's the closer carousel. I need to videotape these so I'll remember them. Um, I get camera shy. <laughs> yeah, you didn't dance around. That's one time I was video. Recording. You gotta not tell me. Hey, oh, hold on. I've got, I've got to get the camera out. Okay, okay. Here it is. You gotta just not do that. <laughs> Next show. Next show, I'll do it. Uh, does oh. anything interest you here? I'll tell you what interests me here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Austin Adams just set the major league record for most hit by pitches in a season. And he did it in like 200 fewer innings than the guy who had the record. He's pitched like 48 innings and he hit 24 guys. He hit three yesterday, three Dodgers yesterday. And then he almost hit uh, Trey Turner in the head. And when I saw the replay, I was thinking, you know, why is he out there? Like at some point and the other team knows he has no, he has no command of what he's doing. Okay. I mean, he's throwing the ball everywhere, but, Austin Adams, okay, season numbers otherwise, not so bad. Year rate's yeah. fine. Strikeout rate's fine. But, I mean, it's great, actually. A great strikeout rate. No home runs allowed. I understand why the Padres continue to use him. But, I mean, he has more hit batsmen than hits allowed in 48 and two-thirds. That's hard to do. It's impossible to do. Mm-hmm. He did it. My God. Yeah. What a and, weird season for Austin Adams. And, and he's not and closing. If, I understand that. If he were a closer – that could be the discussion that brings hit batsmen into the whip calculation. I have this talk a lot with the sabermetric leagues as to penalizing for hit batsmen for pitchers, just like you would for walk walks. Well, doesn't that go on your whip? So it walks and hits, yep. and so it doesn't count. Just walks and hits. In, so in the points league I have, you get credit for the hit batsman on the hitting side, but we don't penalize the pitchers on that side. So if Austin Adams oh, had fallen in that, we'd have a discussion. And most points leagues don't. They credit the hitters, but not penalize the pitchers. Could be a flaw. Penalized very weirdly. Um, okay, ahead. let's move on before I get in some trouble. Okay, I'll I mean, really, two, I'm going to give you two what guys. level we're going to get down to. Yes, there, there weren't a lot of change things going on here, but the under the radar win your league guys, Gio Gallegos, Jordan Romano. Yeah, but they're rostered everywhere by now, aren't they? They have to be. They are, but do you think that this is the... actually they're not? <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Are you all in on those guys? I look at those two leagues and I think I you got to be all in. Oh, yeah. I'm all in. I've been all in on. Well, I mean, I gave wasn't closing until like a week or two ago because the Cardinals weren't paying attention. But mm-hmm. yes, I mean, Jordan Romano, I've been in it for months. And even when Merriweather was about to come back, it was pretty obvious he wasn't losing the job. There was a couple other situations that interest me. Bad teams here only. Go for it. Um, because, so one is Pittsburgh where David Bednar is hurt. So Chris Stratton is now getting their saves. And Arizona does win on occasion. And J.B. Wendelkin, the former Oakland Athletic, it looks like they're closer because Clifford went on the injured list. Um so, so Some glad guy. I didn't trade for Clippard in one of my leagues where somebody wanted, you know, an unbelievable amount. But he's going to win the league. Um, so Some... those two situations are obviously, if you need every last save, yeah. I do think, yeah, you could get three or four saves from Wendelkin, Chris Stratton. Um, mm-hmm. any, anything to talk about on the Yankees? So Zach Britton's not even going to pitch next year. So obviously he was a lot more hurt than they were letting on. Yep. And he pitched like it too. The command was really off. So not not totally shocked by that one. Um, Andrew Chafin, Oakland. I think Oakland's closer is Chafin. I think Oakland's missing the playoffs. I think it's either Toronto or the Yankees. Yeah. 
What a what a they they just fell apart. And I Weird. think it's I think it's a shame that having Chris Bassett out as a a guy who was carrying the rotation has had yeah, a pretty dramatic impact. Major effect. I I think Dalton Jeffries has to get into the rotation because Caprellian looks tired and Paul Blackburn's just not good. So maybe they go six man or whatever they do. Um, I did want to ask you about Tampa Bay. Nick Anderson got activated off the injury list today. Hasn't pitched all season long. And Nick Anderson was among the best relief pitchers, pure relief pitchers in, fa- in, in real life the past couple of years and a top 10 fantasy option in drafts. Mm-hmm. What happens the final three weeks? Is Nick Anderson getting saves over Kittredge, David Robertson? I mean, they have a whole bunch of guys out there and any of them can get a save. Fairbanks, who I th- th- think has been bad of late, or maybe that's just in my sim league. I can't, I can't keep track. Um, Nick Anderson, is he a must add right now? No, but he's getting a save. And it's that the Tampa Bay Rays have adopted my favorite sim strategy of get as many pitchers on your active roster to get saves. They have 13 different guys who've gotten saves and they will do it for Nick Anderson. Just watch. They will. I think They're I have a team. It. I think one of my sim teams has a has like a double digit save guys. I have, I usually will do that. You know, the way we, and if not, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to play my games today. I'm going to make yeah. sure that I even get like Kyle Zimmer, a save yes. somebody like yeah. that. I'm going to do it. I love to do that. I take every guy who throws in a relief game for my teams. I forget which one it was a few years ago. I had every one of them get a save. Every one of them. <laughs> I had a hundred win team in which nobody got 15 saves, which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. I had like five or six guys all had double digits. I know Davey's listening is, and like, why are you wasting time on this? I know but this I, is kidding around. I think, I think it show. comes down to, there's based on the absence, the type of injury, there's too much risk and the usage last year that I don't think he contributes to you, but I do think he will get a save because of the nature of that team. Right. So, but you wouldn't drop Kittredge who's probably Tampa Bay's top reliever right now. Right. You wouldn't drop Kittredge to get Nick Anderson. No, but Kittredge, I mean, Kittredge and Anderson could each get one save the rest of the way, but Kittredge to me is the much better rostered guy. Would you add Nick Anderson and avoid Pittsburgh and Arizona? Yes, I would avoid Arizona. Chris Stratton has been serviceable enough that I probably been would fine, stick with him. Actually. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. I would rather have Colomay than Nick Anderson. If Colomay's yes. getting saves, I'd rather have Rowan Wick. Um, Capre- uh, by the way, Gallegos is still available in fifty percent of ESPN leagues. I don't know why. Just maybe they're not paying attention. Diego Castillo or his former teammate Nick Anderson. I think Suwald is Seattle's closer or Steckenrider. Yeah, Castillo, I could see falling into two or three saves because of the matchup, but I... Michael Givens or Nick Anderson? Givens. Yeah, I agree. Anderson would right, be pretty low on my list. I just... Austin Adams, like, if we get him in... I want to get him in a sim league. He'll strike every... It's 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 going to be... This, every, every time he goes out there, he's going to strike guys out or he's going to hit a guy. There's only one problem with that is that the game tends to exaggerate the unusual plays. I see this with pass balls a lot. Pass balls, wild pitches. Up like 40 hit by pitch in 40 innings. That'd be a exactly. lot of fun. Yep. Right. <laughs> Set the record, Let's... man. Go for it. Be special. Matter. Or be like me. Be content and get out of the spotlight. It's a lot better <laughs> out of the spotlight. I know you don't think so, people. Sort of uh... My colleagues. Monday, by the way. Oh, the games are already underway. At Yankee Stadium. The Twins and the Yankees, Luis Heel is pitching. Weird things going on in that game, aren't there? Very weird things, dude. Very. <laughs> it hasn't even started yet. Very, very strange. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez is at Seattle. Eduardo was not very good in his last outing. Eduardo is not who we thought he was. Let's make that clear. We thought he was going to be a top 40 starting pitcher, maybe before like last season. But he doesn't look like that anymore. No. You, you giving up? 
big disappointment. Uh, yeah, I, I would, if not for the at Seattle ho hosting Baltimore two start matchups, and there is a volume advantage this month. No volume for Jake Odorizzi. He's at Texas. They won't let him go past five innings, and he'll get angry and storm off the field. The pair will eat things. Him. Um, right. Adam Wainwright at Rich. Adam Wainwright, you're go beat You're not in on Odorizzi. I'm definitely in this week. I mean, it's five innings. Okay, take, this is the Tanner Hap argument. At Texas hosting Arizona, count me in. I guess so, and he's pitched well. But again, like five innings, you need some luck to get the win. Yeah. And he's not striking people out. Yeah, but give me the five innings over two starts instead of the in it. So I he mean, gives you 10 innings and gives up three or four runs and, and gets one win and nine strikeouts. That's that, okay. That beats your one start, guys. Uh, some of them. Some of them. Uh, Tuesday, what do we got here? Also day action at Minnesota. Uh, the, the hitless Cleveland team at Double Minnesota. Header. Yep. Double header. So seven inning games. Joe Ryan, how excited are you? Is he a must add because he's facing Cleveland? Uh, must is strong, but I like him here for this matchup. He's really good. Now that was only one outing in his career, but still. Mm-hmm. Mm like, and and remember, we've said I got to refresh the data on that over the past two to three years. But the repeat outing, the pitcher did have the slight advantage. Last I refreshed, I'd it. certainly rather have Joe Ryan on Tuesday than Jake Arrieta. Um, oh jeez, have oh, stack the hitters. I mean, how how do you expect to win the wild card throwing these guys out there? I I don't understand that. Packy Norton. Interesting. Yeah, no, the Phillies are the same boat. They had nothing left, no pitching left. They just cut Vince Velasquez. Packy's um, been okay. Packy Norton's actually been okay. He has been fine, but he's at the White Sox, and I don't yeah. like that matchup for him. Agreed. Um, Garrett Cole, any 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 hesitancy activating him? If they give him an okay, nope, I wouldn't hesitate at all. And probably a line for the two starts because Tyone's injury takes them back out of the, the uh, six-man rotation. What would you think of Clark Schmidt? Wasn't all that well. He's a good prospect. I, I, the injuries have been a. He's followed this chain of bad luck injuries over the past year and a half, and I hope that that gets straightened out next season. I think he's going to be a uh, a spring watch guy, candidate for rotation spot, and I think there should be something there. Probably, probably a decent four, three, four guy down the road. Over under on Schwindel home runs at Philadelphia this week. I'm going to say two and a half. <laughs> Gibson Suarez and TBD. Which means oh, how that's can the we bullpen. I mean, Sam Coonrod starts the game. Right. They use nine relievers because it's the, the yeah. how can we avoid having to use Matt Moore again? Outing? Oh, but he pitches. He's he's one of the relievers. <laughs> I know it's, just, it's ridiculous what they're doing. <laughs> we'll they, they, look, when they win 81 81 again, you know, <laughs> I won't be surprised. Uh, battle of the Peraltas, Freddie and Willie. <laughs> Obviously, you want gosh, which one do you want? <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, of course, obviously, but you know what? <sighs> Freddie hasn't looked so great. No, if memory serves, that's correct. Outings. You are correct. So sir. you don't have. I mean, I guess you have to activate him for the week. He's at Detroit, but still, right Wednesday against Detroit oh, is what you want. Yep. Wednesday, Arizona at the Dodgers. Madison Bumgarner and Julio Urias. That should be a lot of fun. Nobody's going to win twenty games this year, um, because by design, because managers don't allow it. But Urias uh, may get close. Um, who else is pitching uh, of interest on Wednesday for you? Uh, Tyler McGill of the Mets. Uh, it's been bad lately. I'm going to say no. No to that. Yeah. Ranger Suarez against the Cubs. Other than the Schwindel home run, it should be five and a two-thirds innings. One or two runs. Yep. Cubs aren't very good. So the I mean, I asked you about Clark Schmidt because of Mitch Keller. And now every right-handed starting pitcher with only two pitches, I'm going to say, well, maybe they're the next Mitch Keller. 
that it's a possibility. That's why I said I'm not I'm, I'm capping the future at three, four, as opposed to something higher. And I think people thought it would be something higher. Tuesday guy Robbie like Ray is uh, Robbie Ray pitches on and not against Baltimore. Robbie Ray is great against every team except Baltimore. One of the weirdest things of the season. He's going <laughs> to lose a Cy Young award because he can't get Baltimore out because they're stealing signs or whatever they're doing. Yeah, that was a little interesting drawing with him and <laughs> the good and old manager, good old manager. manager who should know better. Yeah. I mean, but nobody knows better. Yeah. Anyway, anyway I know better. We're done. That's it. Kyle, talk. <laughs> it was just Kyle, like I'm at you. <laughs> Kyle, come down from the mountains and say something interesting. Bring your tablets with your decrees. <laughs> <laughs> They don't do this in the football show. No. I, I assure you. Two very different shows. I can I can confirm that for sure. We'll start with some trivia. Last week we were talking about Bryce Harper, the amazing season that he's having without really any help whatsoever. I want to know who's on the flip side of that coin. So I want you to name for me the one player that ranks top 10 in plate appearances with runners in scoring position but is not a top 40 guy in RBI this year. Ugh. It can't be Frankie. My boy the, Frankie. The guy who's the worst in the clutch? Okay. <laughs> Essentially, yes. The anti-Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper doesn't get clutch opportunities. This guy does and doesn't cash in. We'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. Hopefully Eric doesn't get it. Hash Brown's here. Nice. That's nice. And I thought we were friends, but okay. Whatever. I mean, except you, you know, say mean things. I root against show. you. Yeah, it's a oh, hate relationship. Friends don't do that, dude. Oh, friends can do that. Friends do not root against each other. I want Tristan yeah. and you to win your leagues. I want you to win labor, and you're saying you're rooting against We're right me. There. We are right are there. We are right there. I root for your fantasy team. I root against your trivia. We are right okay. there in labor. I, I, this this priorities you, are in flux. This is what happens when you get every trivia question right. Eric, he's the man who gets every uh, trivia. Uh, I'll be a good sport. <laughs> This is a popular show. Ask your question. Let's try to answer it. What's your okay. question for now? What the, the Twitter, Twitter, tweet, tweet questions. What do we got? Yeah, tweet, tweet questions. This isn't a Kyle question, but any fan wants to know hot dogs or cheesesteaks at a game? Cheesesteaks. Cheesesteaks always win over hot dogs. And what? for some reason, Tristan hates mustard. Tell us why. I don't know. It's been all games with him. It you grows. hate mustard. Because it, it activates my gag reflex. I don't, I just don't like the mustard. Fired up. I don't. I'm very fired up now. Honey mustard. If it's good, if it's well done, honey mustard. I'll eat that. But mustard. I haven't had a By hot way, dog in a really. You long know time. I hate hot dogs. You know that. I'm the weird I, baseball. Very strange. It's a very strange thing you have there. Um, I'll take cheese. I'm, I'm from Philadelphia. I like cheesesteaks. What's wrong with that? What does this have to do with fantasy baseball? Hey, it's a good I question. Just... Let's get back to Frank Schwindel. <laughs> I, does Frank Schwindel think that a hot dog is a sandwich? That should be the question. <laughs> We'll get Frankie on the show oh. next week to settle that debate. Oh. Justin has more of a overarching question. He's frustrated with Bobby Witt. He wants to know how you treat prospects in general in redraft. Are you the type that stashes them forever, or do you hold them? And if you know if they aren't getting an opportunity, do you cut ties right away? Well, let's separate Wander Franco because he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But we kind of knew that. But <laughs> I think the best the best use of prospects in fantasy is generally to add them and then trade them away for Max Scherzer at the, at the trade deadline. I mean, I have leagues where I've done that and I think that's a smart move. I could have done that with Adley Rushman in the league and I chose not to, because I think he's going to be super great, but um, saying redraft though. Mm -hmm. 
I want no part of prospects. Yeah. In a general sense, in a redraft, I I ignore them. You know, I'm not going to ignore Franco next year, but there was a prospect this year who I was not ignoring, and I got burned. Who was that? Kelnick. Who were the top? Pro- Kelnick. Yeah, he burned me, and he, you know what? He's still hitting 150. So yeah, you could mm-hmm. say there's it was. I should have ignored him too. I didn't. And, and Kelnick, by the way, based on the performance, I'm not positive we can say, oh, post type sleeper, or it's the time to jump in. There, there isn't enough evidence. The Andrew Benintendi danger lurks there. That he's just average. That yeah, the ceiling drops, and not, and, and look, Kelnick has tons of time to get this straightened out. I'm just saying that it, it still might not in 2022 be time to pounce. Questions tying into Bobby Witt and holding him. I get it. I. I, I redraft it's it's league contextual you can't you can't do it any eric you and i just debated this early in the year with i don't remember who it was maybe it was kelnick you can't do it in the three bench spot format no in an espn standard with only three benches it's hard it's going to be hard for me to draft bobby witt not knowing if he's going to make the team next season and not knowing if he's going to be this year's kelnick i don't think he will be but i i hate to you know compare him to kelnick but man that was bad and it hasn't gotten better so, you know, I'm more likely to draft. I hate saying it over and over, but like I'm more likely to get Schwindel than Bobby Witt. There's some certainty. There's some guarantees there. And even right. And I mean, really it, isn't. there I mean, isn't any guarantees there. Even if we swing it back to the retroactive lesson here, you couldn't do it in Tal Wars 15 team with four bench. You couldn't. I might be able to in 12 team NL only tout with a four man bench. Maybe if it's six man bench, I probably could could reserve a spot. I've got a nine team NL only with, with seven bench spots is one of those I could save for a prospect. It's totally league contextual. It, and also there's differences here. I'm going to rank Adley Rushman as a top five catcher for next year. He's going to make the team or he's going to be on the team in mid April and he's going to have a monster year. I, I think Adley Rushman is different just like Franco, but Starting pitchers through prospects, no, say McKenzie Gore makes the Padres next spring. I'm not going to rank in my top 50. He's not going to be draftable for me in an ESPN standard. I don't want to take the chances in, a, in an ESPN redraft like that. But That's- other prospects, Julio Rodriguez, you can't you can't draft and stash Julio Rodriguez next season if he's not coming up until midseason. But I think the same applies to Adley Rushman in our game. I, I, in our game, you can't. It's It's a failed draft pick if he doesn't make the team. Not a catcher, though. A catcher, it's different. Catcher, dime a dozen Mm. to some degree. Why not? I mean, I'm going to draft, you know. Catcher, dime a dozen, so so is he. That's, I mean, the catcher. The catcher record you're spending on him. It's not like you're drafting him high. Prospect. Prospect. One of your round pick. No, he's going sooner than that if you think he's making the team. He'll go definitely earlier than the 20th round. All right, then it gets overdrafted, and I'll take Carson Kelly in the last round or Yadier Molina again. And then you win there. That's my point. Like, I I don't think you're going to fall into the Adley Rushman pick. I don't think right. Adley Rushman is a guy who fits into the our league's context unless he's – Julio Rodriguez, though, is next year's, this year's Kalenic, Kelnick, whereas everybody wants Julio Rodriguez. He's the top prospect in baseball. I'm not saying he's going to fall apart and stink like Kelnick did, but we ranked Kelnick in, like, round 15, and that was a bust. Are we going to do that with Rodriguez? Can you stash him in the ESPN standard? That's the question. That, that's probably tribute. not. Yeah, you're right. You probably couldn't. And that's probably can't do it. Not a skills exact comp, but but situational. Yeah, I can completely see that. It's look. Okay. It's tough. It's just tough in our game. And I think expanding it beyond, which is what the advice is also going to, I do think those are positions where you could stash these players. All right. What else we got? Ross wants a dynasty keeper league outlook for Cody Bellinger. 
Oh, I want no part of that. that was I want no part of that. That was the exact tone of voice I got from his tweet. Look, I don't want to say it's over and he's never going to be a, a relevant fantasy option again. Dodgers aren't even playing him right now every day. I know Tristan's going to say, oh, yeah, he's going to bounce back next year. No, I'm out. Now, I'm not out on Yelich completely, but Cody Bellinger? Yeah, I'm out. How can you rank him in your top 100 next year? I can't do it. I won't do it. Not going to happen. Yeah, I'm feverishly trying to find a... So in a dynasty league, I don't want any part of this. But, I mean, if the, if the opportunity cost is so low, if it's like Schwindel-like, then sure. But, like, we're not talking about that. Are you sure you're not condemning the pick for a redraft compared to Dynasty? Because you were saying Dynasty, and that seems to be the right, totally so wrong Do place. you think that Cody Bellinger is ever going to hit... 250 with 30 home runs again. Yes. I would right, so then you any any bet you like, I would happily take you for that. Yep. Okay. And as a matter of fact, but if, I that, if that's from, all that he does, though, if that's all he does, it's a disappointment. But that's still we can't condemn the remainder of the career and the the ability as to exceed that. And I will tell you, I would take two of those years on the bet without hesitation. I I agree that 250 with 30 home runs is possible, but that's not what you're doing in a dynasty league with Cody Bellinger. You, you, he can't be Josh Bell for you. He needs to be a lot better. Okay. I'm trying to think of who the player count would be. He's 26. It, what if it's Josh Bell? It might be Josh Bell. But valuation-wise, you can mark me down for 260, 35 homers happens three more times in his career minimum. Three more times. It keeps going up as we're speaking. I no, don't know. No, no, no. That, isn't that exactly what we're supposed to be getting at, though? We are supposed to be getting at moving it up. I will give you that I think there are three more years he hits 265 with 30 home runs as the baseline minimum. Right. As a matter of fact, I said 35 homers. 260, 260 and 35 homers. Three more times in his career. At a let minimum. me let, Let's do a little game then. Yeah. Dynasty League. Yeah. Bellinger or Max Muncy? Muncy because I want them now. And the and the well no Bellinger would be outfield. Uh, that's only. that's the exact point. How many years are we waiting for this? All right, what about Joey Votto? Bellinger Votto without has Bellinger without in a second. Next three years, you're going to take Bellinger over Votto in a second, and you would too. Kyle Schwarber. Oh, that's a good one. It's a perfect Sh- one because Cody Bellinger on might bat two forty. Give me the age on Schwarber. Uh, Schwarber uh, I don't think is... he's thirty yet. Schwarber's 28, plays 29 next year. Two years older than Bellinger. I don't know. We're wasting a lot of time on one failed bust of the year, but I, I am I not in on one. I think he's a key one. I think he's one of the most volatile players. Like, Montessi has, has to lead the list every year, but is the number two most yeah. volatile player for rankings next year Cody Bellinger? Might well be, yeah. And, or DeGrom. And, and I'm not yeah. disputing that in the slightest. My point being that when you say what you did about Dynasty – there's a value left in him. What's going to be hard is You're extracting. Right. You're right. I'm being a little. I'm being a little dismissive because he's only 26 years old and he's had a 47 home run season. But man, I am not looking right. to invest. Okay, but you're, let's move. You're, you... No, no, you're right. We're I'm, not extracting I'm wrong here. We're not extracting the point that you're making that's dead on in the same way that Schwarber or Yelich was. And the point you have is that we might have no idea when the three years I just told you arrive, and that's why he is an unattractive investment. I feel like next season I would rather have Kyle Schwarber than Cody Bellinger. And I I don't think you could argue against that too well. I probably do too. All right. Next. 
Next and last, Will, wondering about Zach Wheeler, two great years in a row, looking about a three ERA and 1.1 whip over that stretch. Can we count on a repeat in 2022? I think Zach Wheeler has to be ranked in the top 10 for starting pitching next year. I think if we were, if, if, if I was ranking Lance Lynn as a borderline SP1, yeah. isn't Zach Wheeler that, that now innings eater? He got his strikeouts back. He didn't have them last year, but now he's back. He's striking everybody out. It's a 200 strikeout season. I think I would rank Wheeler over Lynn for next year. And I think they both might make my top 10 over Kershaw. I mean, we want to talk about injury concerns, <laughs> you know, Kershaw is the epitome there. So Zach Wheeler and Lance Lynn in between number eight and 12 among starting pitchers next year. I am in. Sign me up. Philadelphia on has only two good players, Harper and Wheeler. There they are. I still think Nola's got a career ahead of him as well. <laughs> but you that's know what? Just I'm me. not saying that Aaron Nola is Cody Bellinger here, but you got to look at this 470 ERA, dude. I'm aware. You cannot rank Aaron Nola in your top 20 starting pitchers next year. You cannot rank him over Adam Rainwright. You can't do it. I know you think that's crazy because of the strikeouts and the age, but this is a, leg- a legitimately earned 4.58 ERA. Yeah, strikeouts. Yeah, whip. Okay. Is it? Is it legitimately earned? I asked How you is that. it not? 343 expected ERA. That's more than a run underneath what he's got in reality. That's actually the best K to walk rate of his entire career, giving up a lot more fly balls. But, I mean, are we sure that he's fully deserving of that? Sierra, get on to last year, 325. I could be biased because I watch him fall apart. every every. It's the fifth inning of every game. I mean, he's a volatile got a volatile got a rank too. You know what? A push came to show. I'd probably rank Nola over Wainwright. Okay, that's probably something I uttered that I shouldn't have. It's two hundred two strikeouts. That's I think the if, third time in his career he's had two hundred strikeouts. He and he he is a volume guy in a in an era where we're just not getting. He is. So he's durable. I don't want to be durable. completely negative on him. The Wheeler one, by the way. Uh, if you look at the underlying stats, the swinging strike rate last year in retrospect looks like he was very unlucky. And where the things fall, fell in, his called strike rate that year, 12.8%, is the one that's entirely out of line with his entire career, 16.1 for his career on called strikes. So he just wasn't hitting the zone. That's it. Or he wasn't getting the calls. Wheeler's the guy. Wheeler's. All right. Wheeler's top 10. Noah's probably top 20. I probably shouldn't have said that. But. I think that's. I don't right. think I'm. I don't think I'm going to be coveting him in drafts. And I don't blame you there. I. I don't. I just. I think it's a weird season. It's a lot of ERA, but a great whip. It's almost like a Robbie Ray reverse. I know it's not the right guy. I'm trying to think of Dave Bush. Dave Bush had all those years with an ERA of 450, but a 1.15 whip. I hate yeah. to compare him to him because Noel is much better and a much bigger strikeout guy. But who is the current guy right now who has a great whip and a terrible ERA? Isn't it him? Great whip and turn. Yeah, because as I said, it's well over a run difference between expected and reality. I mean, you would expect that he would have an ERA run lower than this. And he you know, doesn't. I'll, I'll bet he's he's probably the lead. I mean, at least in terms of guys with that much, he's probably the league's leader. I'll get you that. Oh, he's, he's I agree with you. I agree. Uh, this is a very weird season. And if I looked at a normal pitcher like this, I would say, yeah, he bounces back. But, you know, I don't know. He is I, 16th. I some concerns. He's 16th overall. The only. The only guys with similar volume to him, and they're not up there, that have a larger ERA with diff- uh, expected ERA, real ERA differential are Andrew Heaney. Cool. We know why. We know why. Terrible. And Eduardo Rodriguez, who's been on that list all year and hasn't turned Ooh. it around. 
Is Aaron Noah the right-handed Eduardo Rodriguez? I never even thought about that. Better, better durability over his career. Absolutely. But and Rodriguez is not a whip guy, but he strikes people out. But man, that's that's breaking news if you come up with that one. And, the and by the way, does Aaron Boone want to win a game? It's it's a close game, and he brings in Andrew Heaney to face good right-handed hitters. What's he they're, doing? They're 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 really hurting for arms right now. I don't care, man. You can't bring him in. They they're exhausted. It's one of the Fine things. Vince really Velasquez. You can't. I you and you know what's going to happen when you bring Andrew Heaney into a game. Yeah, I know. All right. What was the trivia, Kyle? We're going long here today. But we only have like six shows left. It's two a week. There's only three weeks We're left. We're trying to so cram everything fun. in. Let's do it. Let's enjoy it while we can. That's what I'm thinking, too. We got one player that ranks top 10 in plate appearances with runners in scoring position this year that is not top 40 in all of baseball in RBI. Can you name this anti-clutch player? But, which is not a thing, by the way. It's Bryce totally Harper is not, not anti-clutch. There's no such yeah. thing as clutch. But you know, I agree with you there. But Bryce Harper doesn't have a chance to be clutch or anti-clutch. He has no chances. He just is. Well, very I assume good this player is somebody who's really, really good. No, I bet this guy good. stinks. Really? No, I'm thinking like a Freddie Freeman type, a guy who just doesn't have like the bulk RBIs. Nowhere near that good. But yes, he is. He is good. He will be drafted. He is currently drafted. He's drafted, or he's been good. Because I'm thinking it's a guy, my guess would be a guy who's had a terrible year. He's got 75 RBI, I will tell you that. I'm oh. going to look up his exact profile to see how he's doing. Yeah, no, he's having a fine season. Um, All right, well, you want to get him, let him guess first? Go ahead. Yeah, the, Carlos Santana will be wrong. That's the first I thought of. He's batting right in the heart of the line. He plays every day, and he's been terrible. Carlos I'm Santana. not him. Is in fact incorrect. Charlie Blackman. Charlie Blackman is incorrect. Uh, Charlie Blackman with seventy-five RBI, really? <laughs> I think he does have around that, doesn't he? Ooh, oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you could fake it, batting third every day at Coors Field. He's got to have seventy plus RBI. Let's see other teams, other teams. Yeah, actually, Charlie Blackman has seventy-four RBI. I was pretty damn close. There you nice. go. That's okay. not seventy-five, is it? <laughs> No, it isn't. Wow. You're so mean. All right, so Kyle doesn't want me to win the trivia. Right. No, I, you've been on a run of getting trivia right that is Frankie Schwindel-esque, and I'm just not here for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sure you bring the love on the football show, but whatevs. They kicked oh, me off the trivia gosh. on that one. It's the other problem. They never get it. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to need a hit, or else it's going to yeah. go 10 more minutes. Middle infielder. Uh, it's not Javi Baez. Not Javi Baez. Middle infield. AL, Not any Phillies, that's for sure. AL <laughs> middle infielder that's going to the playoffs. Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa is correct. He has wow. 75 RBI. He's currently 52nd in RBI for the season. He's fourth in plate appearances. That's weird scoring position. That is weird. That's, why would he? Why would he not have more RBI? Because yeah, plus is not a, a gene, by the way, people. I mean, I listen agree. to your announcers; they're wrong. He's hitting 246 with runners in scoring position this year. Which is just bad luck. Didn't the Cardinals have a year where they batted like 310 or so, something? So that's why I'm not winning that keeper league? Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Ugh. It just happens. I mean, I was thinking of a player on a really good team. They score runs. Tampa Bay doesn't have anybody like that because they don't, they, you know, yeah. Joey Ta- Wendell. Thinking of disappointing 3-4 I was thinking of Tim Anderson, but he couldn't have because he leads off. So, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking of a middle infielder on a good team. That's it. Wow, he walks a ton. I was going to guess Chris Taylor, too. 
Dansby Swanson's up there, not Swanson. Swanson, by the way, has fallen apart. I've noticed in the last month. Yeah. They dropped him in the order. He, he was doing so well, and now it's very streaky, very annoying. I got him in a league where I need stuff, and I'm not getting stuff. Atlanta's got. I told you. Didn't I tell you Atlanta's going to win the NL East by ten games? Yep, you did. And the Mets are going to finish second. Nice job, hey. Phillies. Nice job. That's it. Fantasy Focus Baseball presented by LinkedIn Jobs. We still have jobs for today. We're going to do another show on Thursday, I think. Um, hope you did well in your fantasy football leagues in week one. Still one game remaining. And obviously, please listen to our pals, Kyle and everybody else with the Fantasy Focus Football podcast. They do a great job. They do it regularly, daily. They have lots of fun. They don't sing like Tristan does, but they have a good time. And they give good advice. And I think you can watch it live, unlike this show. You can watch this show 11 o'clock every morning. So you said you could could see me singing live. Come on, man. No, no, no. no. This is, this is baseball, dude. (laughs) We got to keep you on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We only have a few more weeks left. We're going to try to keep it going. Have some fun. Tweet us if you have some thoughts and uh, that's it for Kyle, for Tristan. I'm Eric. Baseball's awesome. Have a good week.